Hello, and welcome to another episode of Crouching Tiger Hidden Podcast. I'm your host, Dave, and as always, I'm joined by my other host, <laughs> Vader. How's it going, Vader? The the worst of the two halves. I'm good. Thank you very much. Yeah, wow, that's brutal. <laughs> oh, me. The, I am. <laughs> you're the best of the two halves. <laughs> um, nah, not really. But yeah, I'm all right. It's, it's pretty hot in this room i just realized and i'm gonna struggle through and see if we can survive this for this podcast all right oh i'll join you on the opposite side of that because it's cold it's freezing <laughs> it's like 18. like yin and yang yeah it's what's the wind chill the wind chill i think puts it at below zero fahrenheit so it's really cold outside yeah but we all know that fahrenheit numbers don't mean anything yeah really. it's not real <laughs> it's all gobbledygook <laughs> um yeah but yeah we we, we um complement each other perfectly yeah <laughs> i guess uh, anyway yeah. <laughs> so what are we talking about today dave what are we talking about today um we are looking at a 2005 film entitled The Protector, which was the U.S. release name, um, Warrior King in the U.K., and um, Tom Yong-gung in Thailand, where it originated. I really hope we watch the same film then. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, shock horror, we're not doing a kung fu film. We're stepping out of the realms of China and moving to Thailand. Yes, so it would be called, uh, I don't know what it's called, <laughs> the Muay Thai film, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah. Still martial arts, but... There's yeah. definitely martial arts going on in here. Um, so this movie, uh, it is, okay, swing back to the notes here, um, directed by Pracha Pinkao. This is going to go great because the names are way harder than <laughs> Chinese names to, for some reason. Yeah, extra, we can't even come to syllables. terms with Chinese. <laughs> yeah, we're just getting yeah. used to those. <laughs> yeah, we'll try. So, no Jackie Chan, no Jet Li. No, no Donnie Yen. No Donnie Yen. So it's all, it's all, all new cast in this one. <laughs> yeah, all new cast. It's the new, it's the new generation. Um, Tony Ja is our headliner. For this particular film, um, so like I said, it was a uh, Pracha Pracha Pinko um, directed this, and he previously directed Tony Jaa, the same actor, um, in Ongbak in two thousand three. He directed the film Chocolate in two thousand eight with Jija um, Yiram. Yiram, I think. Um, and then uh, the sequel to this particular film, um, Tom Young Gung 2, in um, 2013, uh, which also had. Is it. Is it Method Man? I don't remember. I'm bad with the Wu Tang guys. It's. Um, oh, did you see Man with the Iron Fist? Maybe. It's the guy from that. <laughs> Um, now I'm seeing the Thai names for the, this film. Now I'm hungry because now I feel like some Tom Yum soup. Uh, yeah, I know. It's good too. <laughs> it's a good movie and it's a good food. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking about the food. Yeah. It's spicy. Um, yeah, so uh, 
Our, yeah, our our main actor in this is Tony Jaw. It's his starring vehicle. Um, he did a few. He started in '95, uh, I think was one of his '94, '95 was one of his first films. Um, but in '96, uh, he was in the film Mission Hunter Two, um, and that's that's the international release. Um, these are these are way harder uh, trying to look up these than the Chinese ones. Cause at least I could kind of read those. <laughs> these are just a just a, a shot in the dark. Um, he he did a series of films and he's he's done a lot of stunt work too. Actually, a lot of the cast in this um, has done a bunch of stunt work, and that's like their primary um, occupation. Like. They get a, a few headlining um, roles, but a lot of times they're uncredited um, stuntmen. Um, and he... Pa- panic or Ritika? I don't know. I gotta go look at the other guy's name because it's gonna bug me. And I don't remember. Um, super professional. Where is... <laughs> where's this guy's name? Oh, there he is. Yeah, um, Pana Ritikai. Um, that is Tony Jaa's like mentor in okay. the stunt world, and then in a lot of the, he works with him in a lot of the movies. Um, I believe um, Pana. What? Yeah, he, he passed away in um, 2014, unfortunately, um, at at a quite a young age. He was 53. Um, and I don't remember what he died of, but it was something like a heart attack, or it wasn't, you know, it wasn't particularly like a natural cause. It was something too soon. Um, okay. But he, uh, they worked together. Um, it, it's sort of like a Corey Yun, who does like a lot of the stunt choreography um, for Jackie Chan, Sammo Hung, like a lot of those movies. Um, uh, Pana uh, Ruchi Kai, it's the same thing for. Um, yep. Bach and for a lot of these movies, he, he's the stunt director. Um, and he's, you know, he's pretty cool uh, in his own right for the, the martial arts side of things. Um, so Tony Jaa himself, uh, his that's his international kind of stage name. Although he's just been using that forever. But in, in uh, Thailand, he's um, Panom Yirum or uh, Panom Ja. So that's where he gets Tony Jaa from. That's his actual name um he was also in let's see um the bodyguard in 2004 um not with whitney houston um (laughs) (laughs) the bodyguard 2 in 2007 uh whitney houston yeah whitney houston was in that no i I don't don't know if she was alive anymore after that i don't remember when she passed away um Ong Bak 2 and 3 in uh, 2008 and 2010, respectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we mentioned, Protector 2 in 2013. Then he's with uh, Dolph Lundgren in Skin Trade, um, which is still on at least the U.S. Netflix. That, that one's pretty fun. Um, then he's in Shapolang uh, 2, uh, Kill Zone 2. Uh, we talked a little bit about that before. Um, Wu Jing. Headlining number two, whereas um, Donnie Yen was uh, the, the main guy in uh, Shapolong number one. Um, mm-hmm. And 
it's not out yet. Um, it should be out this year, but uh, Tony Jaa will be in Yip Man Chung Tin Shi. So that was the um, opponent in the end of Yip Man 3, I believe. Uh, the, the other master, the other Tai Chi master, or uh, Wing Chun, uh, Wing Chun master. Yep. In, uh, oh, that. yes. The one that tried to, um, shaming him. Yeah. So um, I don't know what role Tony Jaa is portraying in that, but that just makes me more interested to watch it, and I would yeah, watch, we'll it. watch it anyway. <laughs> is that is this a follow up to the Ip Man trilogy that we've watched, or is it just redoing? Mm, I think it's a spin off. Okay. So it's it's probably spinning off on Ching Tin Chi's side of the okay, history that'd be of interesting. it. Yeah, it'll it'll go on the list for sure. We liked it, man. Yep. And um, so in, in this film, uh, Tony Jaa is Kam. He is a young Thai... Um, he? He's... There's a name for it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it super long. I don't remember, and I feel bad about it. It's... Uh, it's, it's an elephant bodyguard, really. Yes, they, they guard the, elef- the king's elephants. Since in, in, in Thailand, um, the elephant holds like a, it's a very um, it's high status and sacred yeah. animal. Um, it's sort of like the cows to uh, Hindu culture. Um, and th- these these traditional guards would uh, follow along any kind of procession and, and guard the, uh, the elephants that the, the royalty would ride into battle or just have as um, their representational sacred animals. Um, and they, and they, even, defend, they yeah. def, they're there to defend the weak spots of an elephant. Because elephants are very powerful and strong, but with a, a sharp blade, they can be taken down if, with precision. And so the, the idea is that they have these guards who can move around the legs of an elephant to defend these weak spots from attackers yes to stop the elephant being brought down and I really like this because I'm assuming this is kind of the basis where Muay Thai's come from this is uh, this martial art yeah and I think that they actually um, I want to say that they invented this style for the movie oh really? Um, okay. yeah they uh, in the previous film Ongbak um Tony Jaa and uh, Pana Rikitai. <laughs> this name's just gonna like not <laughs> not go well. Um, they researched uh, an art called uh, Mui Buran, which is like an older style that's not really in practice today. Yeah, um, and in in doing so, kind of brought that forward and. and made it more popular and I think now it, it is something people study again um, but I want to I want to say for this movie they just sort of invented uh, just a really cool looking um, style and it, uh, it's based around what an elephant how an elephant could theoretically fight so a lot of the moves I mean he's, they're, they're mimicking I guess we, we see this in Kung Fu you know where you get like the um uh, cat <laughs> we we already covered that the uh, the cat foo style 
and um, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the snake, the monkey, yes, the yes. crane, and uh, so yeah. um, he's using his arms as like the elephant tusks and trunk um, when he's doing a lot of the attacks, and um, even some of the stances for his elbows and knees that are that are generally like indicative of Muay Thai are like stomps from the elephant. So it's definitely yep. like really stylized and it just looks brutal and, and all very the moves, heavy hitting. It, yeah. yeah to, and to represent the elephant. It's, it's it, not a quick style, it's just like crushing people. And that's what Muay Thai's about is about it's it's mm. heavy damage as quick as possible. Um it's been softened kickboxing into kickboxing is what we kinda of know as a sport, but it's a very brutal martial art at its core. Uh what I liked is that it's it, the movements were a, to I guess the kata, if it's in Japanese, or the oh, what's the, the Japanese word for it? Yeah, the form was, uh, and the movements were definitely to be mobile around the elephant's legs. And yeah. the time that you saw him training, you saw that a lot. And I really liked that because it was clearly that these mo- these motions weren't just to attack; they were also to maneuver, but underneath the head of the elephant, or to get around the legs of the elephant to defend it. And uh, yeah, I, th- I thought that was kind of a nice touch. That it was uh, a ground covering martial art, not just an attacking martial art. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of. Um, I mean, it's 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 inherently defense. I mean, of these elephants. Yes. Um, yes. But we we see that in the way that Tony he's moving and he's kind of he's a lot of like weaving. Yeah, it's, it's it's like a wave. I mean, he's up and down, moving around yes. where like the trunk might sway, and he needs to be under it. Um, or the movement's kind of circular where you can tell that he's coming in and out of between, like, the, the legs. Uh, so it's it's definitely, um, it's visual. Like, it's more so than than other ones we've seen so far. And hands down, that is the part of the movie I like the best. Um, enjoying that kind of training montage. <laughs> um, <laughs> As usual. And, and the... Yeah, and how that worked. Um, yeah, the elephant parts are definitely the best part of this movie, and it was meant to be. I mean, they're they're paying that respect um, to the elephants, and the whole plot, as it were, is um, he's attempting to retrieve a, a stolen elephant, and yes, you know, to bring it home. But yeah, I guess we'll get to that. I don't yeah, want we to will. jump ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's a very our, talented young man. Tony yeah, he, he is, and. Um, uh, like he's, a fifteen pack. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> not anymore, but he was <laughs> super cut. <laughs> I just watched a, um, uh, a short like film um, that's from last. It's like from November. That was probably mm-hmm. filmed maybe in the summer. And he's definitely he's a little uh, little tubby, a little belly on him. Oh, but uh, yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> but he's also like forty. Three, I think. He's not a young man anymore. No. But, Fair uh, enough. He was. He was in, in 2005. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, would have been. Um, so I'm not going to even try. Um, try this next name. Pete. Uh, maybe I will. Pet Chatai Wongkamlong? Pet Chatai Wongkamlong. Something, right, like, something like that. 
But Mark. don't worry, his yeah, Mark is 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 actual. Okay, so we should probably say that the movie itself is um, set in Australia. Also, why I sort of I was not expecting picked, that. Picked this film. Yeah, that was a surprise when they. Yeah, happened. it's a um, it's a co-production sort of between um, Thailand and uh, Australia. When this came up, the whole time I was thinking, this is just um, Tony Jaa's version of Rumble in the Bronx. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how can we break out to the West? This is how. Well, we can't afford Vancouver. We'll, we'll, we'll go to Australia. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's pretty close to Thailand. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. It was like a budget version of Rumble in the Bronx, to be fair. Yeah. And so, um, Mark, uh, he... Um... This girl is badass. This girl, yeah, that's another um, Jija Yanum. Yarum? I think it's Yarum. Jija Yarum. Um, another vehicle for her. She is the female Tony Ja. I mean, that's, that's the only lie that I feel that that sells her short. Um, she's an, one of the main um, female Thai uh, martial artists. Like in, in no, I want to watch that one. Um, actually, what we'll probably do is watch Chocolate, because that's really good. Okay, and, sounds good. Um, uh, anyway, Pechitai Wong Kam Lao, he works, I, I didn't put it in the notes, but uh, he works with Tony Jaa like, a lot. They're in, Pechitai okay. um, uh, is the main character in The Bodyguard and The Bodyguard 2. And then he's in Ong Bak as a side character. He basically kind of plays Mark again in Ong Bak, or I guess backwards. He sort of did that character in um, Ong Bak. He's like the support character. Um, but in The in the, <clears throat> in the Bodyguard, Tony Jaa is like a, a cameo in the first one, and then I think he's a support character a little bit in the second one. So they, they sort of bounce back and forth in each other's movies. Which is okay. it's, it's, it's fun, you know. It's nice to um, see the same cast. He's a comedian, apparently. Yes. <laughs> and I don't, I, I like don't know. Him. I, yeah, he's funny. I don't know if that translates as well um, in this film, but he is the comic relief, I guess. So that well, this kind it's, of it's a, this. Uh, yeah, I'm trying not to show my hands yet, but this movie had two movies in it. It was weird. <laughs> like this guy was his own plot and main character of his own movie with inside of this movie yes yeah which is kind of neat I mean they, they, it, the movie itself follows him not as much as it does um, almost you know, but, it, but it's close um, and that, that, I that's because he is um, he's not specifically a supporting actor he does his own main acting role yeah. in films so he, he gets uh, I guess the second billing in this one and only because he's not a martial artist he's just you know the, the, he's kind of giving us the plot at least on the Australian side yeah it's like <laughs> watching it's like watching Lethal Weapon but they put another movie in also <laughs> yeah Sort of, yeah. Rumble in the Bronx, <laughs> yeah. On the outside of Lethal Weapon, yeah. Because he's a he, he's a cop, and he's dealing with the the crime, the the criminals that are involved on the Australian side. 
Yeah. Um, it's, and he's involved with it. But he's sort of a dodgy cop himself. He just does and his I, own thing, you know. <laughs> it's kind of... Yeah, it's kind of weird because... I know that you can become a citizen of a country pretty... Like, it doesn't, it's not that hard. But it just seems weird that he was a cop, but he didn't really speak English. <laughs> Well, I don't. I, I don't think he. I don't think he personally probably speaks, you know, fluent English. But I mean, he did a good job. Oh, he did. All, he can, did fine. It's just him. I don't know. In reality, you'd be able to get a job as a police officer in Australia without speaking fluent English. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably clear. not. I mean, he, he he is working a little bit more with the um, uh, Thai it's, population yeah, community, and, and it yeah. does seem like they kind of play. That's how they play it off. Is that he is there as kind of the the police officer to kind of represent the Asian Thai community in Sydney. Yeah. Although so it it, seem, they play it, seems it off like, like that. Yeah. It seems like he had a higher rank than I would have thought he would have had. Like, like he has more, yeah. more, uh, it's not power. It's, um, he's like a sergeant or something, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He was, he, he has more um, authority. I want to say than I would have, thought you know in that case you know, yep. not, not not to belittle his um powers of detection but <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was a little odd it was it was very convenient for the story that's just that's how it yeah it, it i didn't know it's make logical sense <laughs> it's, but that's it's... how it is we um i wish i had i i own the bodyguard and the bodyguard too I don't have them with me though. Unfortunately, they're in my my old house, but uh, they're they're pretty funny. Unfortunately, uh, they're not they're not really martial arts films, so they're not yeah the more fully action within the, the purview. Yeah, they're cop action films. To to be fair though, like we have commented how it's not really normal for like, like Jackie Chan. He's a police officer in China, and so he becomes and solves crimes in America. It's not really how it works. Like, he's going to get into trouble, too. <laughs> like, no, yeah, yeah, they're not... They're, it's, it's just, like, artistic license to get yeah. him there, you know? And same with Rush Hour. Like, the stuff that they get up to in, in Paris and Rush Hour, is it three? Yeah. And, like, yeah, you're not going to be able to walk away with that. <laughs> but all action movies do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you heard me. I was just saying the, the name. I don't know how to say the name, and it has a J in it, which is oh, Bongkoj Kong Malai. That one. That will do. So she she portrays Pla. The it's not even really a love interest. It's just the girl that she that. Uh, come runs into in Australia and she's kind of involved with the criminals and being abused and yeah, uh, she's like her she's like Johnny's side girl I don't it was really weird I don't know <laughs> the weird thing is like she helps him twice shows like she like helps him after he gets his the beaten up beaten to a pulp and then she helps him by showing him where to go find the bad guys. And then he, like, destroys the bad guy's place and then leaves and just leaves the, her there. And I was like, dude, pick her up. And he's like, nah, just leaves her there. And that's, like, the last we see of her. Yeah. It, it was, was super little, weird. It was a little weird. Um, 
she's not in any. This is oh, her only yes? martial arts film role. Um, okay. I think, yeah. Um, no, everything else is dramas. She's still, well, 2013 was her last film. Um, but she's exactly the same as the Rumble in the Bronx friend lady. Um, yeah. Like the the sister of the one kid. Yes. Like, yeah. she does the exact same things. She helps the main guy. And then later helps him find the bad guys. Like, the exact same plot. <laughs> yeah, she's just there to move stuff forward. Um, and show how bad the guys are. Because they are basically forcing Thai girls who have come to Australia to study into debt. Yeah. Um, debt with them, not financial debt. Yeah, it's a lot of the stuff that happens, like with the um, the bad guys are pretty bad. Like no, no one's, it's not shades of gray. They're just doing like not the things that are horrible. <laughs> They're tra- trafficking in like exotic animals to eat for, for cuisine. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that scene. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh yeah, so she's not. Um, in, she's like in an important character to move things forward, but that's kind of it. It's very one note, um, unfortunately. Yes, there's not much to her. She's yeah. yeah, very very clear and obvious what she's there for. Um, I guess that uh, well, that brings us to our next character, um, Madame Rose. Uh, so this uh, Madame Rose is portrayed. Uh, this is the the main villain. Uh, of the of the film, um, sort of I t- I side side so villain. Confused. It's very weird. Um, I'm so confused how it all fit together. This is the the lady, yes, who's like one of the children of the family organization. The yeah, there's organization. a there's a there's a Chinese organization that's running like all that's of right, the yeah. um, uh, import export like. They're dealing in animals, probably drugs. I mean, it's just a lot of like ridiculousness. Um, it's your typical um, China yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, so she is, I want to say, transgender woman. Yes. Yes. Um, in the film, and I, I think in real life too, like, okay, the actress. Um, I swear that they they actually had two ac- um, actors actresses playing this person. Yeah, and then when I, w- they look, she looked different like in every scene. <laughs> I got really confused. I thought it was several different people. Yeah, I think it's just, uh, it's just one. It's just one person. Um, so I guess I it's the makeup say... and costuming that made it look different. Yeah, and I just so in very weird because even in the filmography, some films say herself, some films say himself. So I don't know if parts of those are typos or. Well, I know a lot of languages because if it's been translated, the the masculine and feminine descriptive words yeah, it's going to be different. 
Regardless, this is an actress, so... (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, And she did a good job. I mean, it's as an unlikable character, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Basically, the... the, I guess the gist of um, the Madame Rose character is she is not... Like, she's like the under... Like, the... Under tier of the family, like they're, she's still allowed at like all the meetings and is in control of parts of the organization, restaurant, like the restaurant side of the organization, and um, because of her status, they don't want her running like anything heftier. so she basically poisons the head of the organization and just takes over um, <laughs> that spot by also really killing. Really late in the film. Yeah, like quite... also killing like the like the successor, just basically removing any competition and saying, "Okay, I'm just going to be the boss," and yeah. moves forward from there. But as as we established, transgender, born as 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 a as a boy. This transition to a female, yes, and that that in the film and the story and the family to get the the criminal family has brought dishonor, and that's why she's not allowed to head up the family. So they, so she just takes control. <laughs> she's like, "Screw you, I win, you lose." Um, yeah, perfectly fine. As you say, as being an unlikable character. <laughs> yeah. But but I mean done well. Like there's no it's written, yeah, yeah. It's written that way. Um, I guess we can do the next. Oh, we just probably do this in order of appearance. Uh, so we have uh, Latif Crowder, who is not given uh, a name in the film. It's just credited as Capoeira fighter. Um, oh yeah, the Brazilian his... fighter out of nowhere. Yeah, it <laughs> <laughs> just he just appears. He's just chilling on a altar a buddhist altar um his film as is a way that we kind of sort of discussed um his credits as a stuntman 40 films so it's not small (laughs) a lot of roles um starting in 2005 with um the protector so he also had done other stunts aside from this role um and then um all sorts of uh and we'll look Dragon Ball <laughs> Dragon Ball Evolution that no one talks about. Um sorry I didn't I didn't quite hear you. You can't back oh, down for a it? bit there. <laughs> oh. No. It's just that's a crap film that oh, doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then he's in um Hellbinders, which was a uh Johnny Young Bosch film. No what Dude, I don't think he did that one. It's a some there's martial arts and like fighting demons. Um, the Book of Eli, stunt performer, um, Expendables, Good movie. Um, some stunts, Sucker Punch, uh, stunts. Let's see. Um, Sucker Punch was fun too. Yeah, Sucker Punch was good. Um, there was the lady one, like the ladies' uh, yeah. mental asylum, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then he was in. Actually, is that what Near Automata is based on? Because when they dress like her, <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. 
<laughs> oh. I actually think about it. Um, the oh, he's in the stunts for uh, motion capture stunts for the new Deadpool movie that, that's still in post production. Um, that's out soon. Didn't they move up the release date? I think they did. I've never heard of a sorry. This is off topic. I've never yeah. heard of a movie going. Oh, actually, no. We're going to release it earlier now. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see what what is he in for? Um, the actual um, that that's rude. Um, his acting roles, not as a stunt performer. Um, Ninja cheerleaders in two thousand eight. I don't. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Does not sound good. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, he 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 as a, a cap capoeirista. I don't. I can't think of the name of what. A, or a practitioner would be. Um, he portrays Eddie Gordo in, in the Tekken film. Uh, which makes, makes sense. sense. He looks yeah. like Eddie Gordo. <laughs> yeah. exactly like him. He's in um, Undisputed 3 um, with Scott Adkins. He is in the Mortal Kombat Rebirth. It's like a short um, YouTube film. He played Baraka in that. Um... Falcon Rising with Michael Jai White in 2014. And uh, he's in The Furious 7. I didn't, I didn't watch that one. It's not really... There's sometimes they, they, They've made those more action movies, I guess, in the end, rather than just street racing. Yep. But that's his um, filmography. Uh I don't. I um. What he's did you very, think? Very talented. Yes. Um. But his scene that he was in was just weird. Like it was just like, how can we make a cool fight scene that makes no actual sense to the story? Fire and water. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Put him in a paddling pool inside that building with fire. <laughs> yeah. Let's put fire, and everyone's in like a you know, three inches of water. <laughs> yeah. Um. So who else, who else we got after him? Um, John Fu. Go. So he's the Did Wushu. We skip a few? He's the uh, we yeah. Well, I was putting Maybe. them in order of appearance. Although I skipped, uh, I skipped Johnny, but we'll get back to Johnny. And Nathan Jones. Well, he he comes in after John Fu. Uh, okay. I was just doing order okay. of how they appeared in the fight scene. Um, so, oh, yeah. John Wu is our wushu fighter. He has the um, uh, Chinese bro- Chinese broadsword. So that's right. Forgot about him. He's in um, House of Fury in two thousand five. Um, he is a st- again his filmography is a lot of stunt stunt roles. Um, Batman Begins. He was one of the. Uh, um, the ninjas, <laughs> the ninjas that Batman uh, trains with in the Batman movie. I don't remember what they're called. Wait, I forgot. Is which Batman's this one? Is the this first the... one. This is the one with oh, um, um, uh, Christian Bale. Yes, Christian Bale. Oh yeah, these aren't Batman movies. They don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Christian Bale. <laughs> They're fun action movies, but they're not Batman movies. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? I'm, I'm Batman. 
it's it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, he's in oh. Universal Soldier Four. I don't know Universal <laughs> Soldier Regeneration two thousand nine. I um, didn't know there was that many. Yeah, they've been making. It's um, Van Damme, the original, wasn't it? Uh, originally, yeah. He's he's in yeah. all the other ones too, but uh, this oh, is is no, I think this is number three. It's got to be number four. I think it's number four. <laughs> I didn't know there was two, to be honest. Yeah, um, he is also in the Tekken uh, live action film. Oh, we're getting um, our crossovers still. Yeah. Look at that. Um, and then he's in the, uh, does he play Ryu? He's in the Street Fighter Legacy, um, I think it's a short film also, in 2010. I want to say he played Ryu, but I may be wrong. Um, and then he's in Bangkok Revenge, um, that was his, one of his first, uh, aside from Tekken, like a, uh, starring role, like he's the main actor, um. Okay. And then he's um, in Rush Hour, the TV series, uh, 2016. He plays Jackie Chan's character's role. Oh, weird. Yeah. Is it uh, any good? I think uh, I've heard about it, but I forgot I all watched, about it. I watched the pilot, and then I, they weren't free, so I didn't want to have to pay for <laughs> the rest of no. the subscription. So it was all right. I don't think it was bad, but it it's like... You don't have Jackie Chan and you don't have Chris Tucker. No. You got another well, dude. Well, then it's not Rush Hour. Yeah. I don't... Yeah, it was... It wasn't great. I don't know. Where is it? Is it set in, back in China or... No, it's in New York. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it's just like Rush Hour. But if you made it really long... <laughs> like a TV series yeah, out of it. I don't know. I'm tempted to try it just to see it, but... Yeah, and you can, you not can the find same, it. It's, it's not. Uh, doesn't have to pay Who, who's it. plays Chris Tucker then, or is he just not in it? Uh, he's not. Yeah, it's. Well, I mean, his character is, but it's not Chris Tucker. It's some other dude. But, that so I there don't is know. someone. His character. Yeah. That's dumb. You can't replace <laughs> both. <laughs> if I had Chris, Chris Tucker, maybe, but. <laughs> yeah, it's two. It's John Fu and some other guy. <laughs> it's like having your favorite axe and replacing the handle and the head. And so it's still your favorite act. So, so now it's not your favorite. Now it's something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, so we'll we'll, we'll oh uh, back up slightly. Uh, Nathan Jones. Um, he plays TK, and I don't remember if they they must have named him in the film, but I think it's just in the credits. I don't think anyone says his name. <laughs> big big wrestler man. <laughs> yeah, strong man. Um. Surprisingly, he was in Jackie Chan's First Strike in 1996. Um, I've seen that. can't remember which one it was, though. Uh, it's the one where I think he's, like, skiing. I want to say that's the cover art, is him skiing. Like, in jump, a white jump, outfit? Jump. No. Mm, yellow and white? Oh, yeah. I sounds, think he's skiing. It sounds familiar. It sounds familiar. I should actually Google it rather than trying to remember. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're supposed to know what we're doing. <laughs> no, we're not. That's no fun. <laughs> we knew what we were doing. We would, yeah, we would, wouldn't be trying. <laughs> first strike. Police story, first strike. That's not it. No, I'm confused. Jackie, is it called Jackie Chan's First Strike? Or yeah, is it just I think it's no. I think it's called Jackie Chan's First Strike. Because there's Police Story First Strike. No. 
I find it hilarious that Jackie Chan read like names his own stuff to make things more confusing. Yeah. And has like re like multiple titles exactly the same. Yeah, I think I've seen this at some point, but I don't. Yeah, I don't remember much about it. Does this show the cover? Uh, this one's just like a close-up of Jackie's face, and then he's jumping out of a helicopter that's blowing up. Uh, it's pretty like, this too, like three Jackies on the cover. <laughs> There's three Jackies. Uh, well, anyway, um, he's in that one. Uh, then he's in Fearless uh, in 2006 with Jet Li. He's in oh, yeah? The Condemned um, 2007 with, uh, I want to say it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Pretty sure it's who's in that movie. I gotta play twins because this guy looks the same. <laughs> Big meathead. <laughs> but I think he's much taller. He's pretty tall. Um, and then I'm he's pretty in... sure Tony Jar is pretty short. It was tiny, so I think anybody would be tall against them. Yeah. Um, but that guy is huge. The guy no, is he's, ridiculous. He's, yeah, huge. He, um, he was the world's strongest man in like 1996. Only because Andre the Giant died young. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but then I think he got injured when he was doing a... a he, what he, oh, he got a spiral fracture, I think, in his arm because he was doing a strongest man competition arm wrestling and then his arm got a spiral fracture, which sounds horrifying. Yeah, stuff that. What does it be yeah. a non-strong man? Thank you. <laughs> and then he's in um, Muay Thai Giant in 2008 he has a couple other film now, roles um, that one was is hilarious the, is he the giant? yes he's the Muay Thai Giant oh good and um, good. it's like it's like Popeye but instead of spinach he gets cra- crazy strong <laughs> if he eats hot peppers so they gave him hot peppers and like he, he, he you know it, they did a cartoon thing where his like face turns all red and steam comes oh, out of his no. ears and then he like runs around and beats people up it's pretty funny. It sounds awful. <laughs> it was great. Oh no! <laughs> you have to find the trailer and watch the trailer at least. Oh yeah, I'll do it. I will. Um, where's that put us? We all jumped around a bit. Uh, we did. We jumped. Well, we, yeah, just in that, that. That's the last of that fight scene. So um, we'll we'll pop back to um, Johnny uh, Johnny when when he's Vietnamese. Okay. Um, he is he got his start in martial law so he has a small role in uh, the TV series in 1998 and then he's in Cradle to the Grave in 2003 I think he was a bodyguard who was he in this movie is he the, the bad kind of he fighting is, guy yes he's the man who kicks things lots of kicks <laughs> Kick man. Kick man. Um, not as good as One Punch Man. No, because he's like many kick man, not one punch, <laughs> not one kick man. Um, he's in the Rebel. That was his uh, his turn to headline a movie in two thousand seven. Um, he's got some good kicks, but he kind of cheats in this film. He always he takes out Tony Jaa like several times throughout the film, mostly because he attacks them when Tony Jaa is distracted, and. Yeah, yeah. And then he's in Force of Five in 2009, which I, th- I think I think it's called Power Kids. I think that was the international name of it. I didn't see it. Power Kids. Sounded like a from Power Rangers. Yeah, but I think it's more like Three Ninjas. 
Hold on, I thought it was five. You put five. You know. Okay. But I'm just thinking. No, I mean like the three, the three, <laughs> the three ninjas, like little kids. Uh, did, you, did you ever watch that? Oh no! Okay, so you're specifying. Uh, okay, no. I, oh, I, sorry. It's no, a, I've it's never, a, never heard of that. Oh, really? It's a it's okay. a series. They did three ninjas, three ninjas knuckle up, and then three ninjas um, high noon at Mega Mountain with Hulk Hogan. That sounds awful. Anything it, Hulk Hogan sounds pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's better. Than, well, no, it's not as good as Suburban Commando, but it was it was all right. Anyway, <laughs> um. Then that uh, that brings us to our one other like. Uh, I guess he's the only white dude. Um, Damien de Montemas. Wow, is why is his is why is his yeah why is his name harder to say than the other ones? Because <laughs> it's is that French? I don't know. <laughs> I guess he's he's French Australian. Uh, it could be you no, know, it could be a Greek name or something. I don't know. Maybe I don't, I don't know. I don't see. There's nothing in his like little bio. He's not other, other than his shot. like <laughs> Gerard Butler looking mug shot here because he can't button his shirt. There's <laughs> <laughs> a deep plunge, is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No oh, yeah. deep or oh, oh look at that! Did you pull it up? It's hilarious. Look at my model, my model body, with his um, James Bond look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of like a Daniel Craig looking, looking dude. I don't like Daniel Craig, James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> he ruined James Bond. Yeah. Well, that um, is a deep, deep plunge. It's not even buttoned up at all. No, it is literally just... naval. Like it's actually below naval plunge. This is kind of a bit risque. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then he has, like, nothing in his filmography that's kung fu. Um, he was in the Farscape sci-fi TV series. Um, and then, uh, as probably everyone that's, like, anybody in Australian cinema, um, he was on the Home and Away um, TV series. <laughs> I hate this show. <laughs> uh, I watched it when it was, like, I think we talked about it before. It was, like, the late 80s or early whenever it first started I think my mom used to watch it that's impressive yeah there's um we're watching me and my wife are watching Blind Spot and there's a main guy on that and he's yeah from he's Australian I think he's from Home Away and wife's like oh it's his character in Blind Spot's the same name as his character in Home and Away yeah oh yeah 1988 so I knew it was like that's when I first saw it um yeah, everybody like um uh what what's his Chris um Hemsworth? I think he was in there too. I wouldn't know. From... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I know that. I don't. <laughs> it's my my secret shame that I watch all the way. But uh, yeah, that, the, the the one dude's like Damien. He's in nothing else. He just has this one role <laughs> and he plays a corrupt um detective uh, in this film uh i think oh is, that... he the, is he the bad detective is he yeah he's the bad one that he's just not shoots everybody no he's not the partner i don't i don't i didn't grab that guy probably should have but... he looks way different i guess he was much younger back then well yeah this was in 2005 so <laughs> yeah. it was a little bit younger um, hey, that's 12 years ago 
Yeah, we don't talk about that here. <laughs> it's holy moly. <laughs> yeah. Um. I guess. Uh, yeah, we'll do the 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 good and bad. Um, the good, now. the bad, and the ugly. Um. Yeah, it's kind of be funny talking about different people for once. Okay, John, the good or the bad? Um, the good. Do the good. The good. Okay, awesome Muay Thai action with some good comic relief. This is from K Pesky One, September two thousand and five. So it was on release ish time. I saw this movie in Chiang Mai, Thailand, the day it was released. Oh, I was right, it wasn't <laughs> released. For those at home, I do not read these in advance because I'm bad at preparing. Uh, since I really enjoyed Ong Bak, which also starred Tony Ja and Pitch Thai Wong Ka Kam Lao, I knew this movie would be great. I was not disappointed. The action scenes with Tony Jaa are incredible, and I believe he will likely continue to bring the Muay Thai style of fighting to the big screen worldwide. Wong Kam Lao as Inspector Mark is hilarious. If you don't get it, you just don't get it, obviously. <laughs> he's kind of like Jackie Chan. No, he's not. If you don't think he's funny, you're just not going to like him. Well, obviously, <laughs> and the storyline is a little hokey, a little, which is why I only gave it, hold on, you gave it a 10, a 9 out of 10, that's why I chose your review, you liar, um, but as far as Thai movies go, in this one, the plot was above average, very low bar, and it helps to understand the culture a little bit, to understand why this guy, come is so hung up on getting his elephant back. Either way, this movie has some great action scenes and some great comic relief, making it a must-see in my book. Very much state the obvious at times in this review. <laughs> do you want to save your thoughts until I do the bad, or do you want to chuck in yeah, some do, Yeah, do the, do the bad one. Uh, okay, I'll go there. What? I really should breed ahead. Uh, this review is titled Sucks on Ice. <laughs> what? Sucks on Ice. Okay. I don't know what that means. Um, it's like Nikki on Ice, but bad on Ice. I don't know. And this is by H-Howard9. Also September, but a year later in 2006. Warning. Spoilers. If I could give it a minus 10... Full stop. What? It's not even a full sentence. Anyway, the plot sucks. Plot. Oh, sorry. Bracket. Plot. Dot, dot, dot. What plot? Question mark. Bracket. Full stop. The action sucks. Bracket. Who the hell thinks it's cool for rollerbladers to fight with light bulbs? <laughs> <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> and this is me interjecting people, just so you know. It was very much... Again, I've mentioned Rumble in the Bronx several times. It was, like, clearly trying to be, like, the bike gang from Rumble in the Bronx. Because just these dudes on rollerblades turn up. <laughs> and BMX bikes and motocross bikes. It was weird. Uh, continuing. Uh, dash. Great weapon, guys. Bracket. Full stop. Their acting sucks. That's a bit mean. Uh, great voiceover from the cop. <laughs> what? What? 
Why is this voice? So, why is his voice so annoying? Ah, sarcasm, the lowest form of wit. Good job. Question mark bracket. The editing sucks. Man, stop the brackets. Bracket. <laughs> it looked as choppy as Freddy Krueger's victim. <laughs> bracket dot. The characters suck. Bracket. Ex- um, quotation mark. You stole my elephant. And oh yeah, killed my father. No, he didn't. His father didn't die. This person doesn't know how to watch movies. Exclamation mark. Quotation mark end. Bracket. Full stop. The animation sucks. Bracket. Why is there animation anyway? Question mark. (laughs) It looked like something from the Discovery Channel from 1994. Bracket. Full stop. The henchmen suck. Another bracket. Why in so many films do henchmen attack one by one? Question mark. Well, they never learn. Oh, will they never learn? Question mark. Close bracket. Quinton, why? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Actually, who is Quinton? Who is he talking about? Um, that's that's you, the Vincent. No. Quinton. Who's Quinton? Who is Quinton? I don't know. I don't have that Tarantino? on the list. Maybe he's asking Quentin Tarantino. Oh, he, he, yeah. Quentin presents this. Like, in the, on, the, on the US release, it was Quentin Tarantino presents The Protector. Uh, yeah. Don't waste your money. Full stop. Wait for this one to come out on cable. TiVo it. And if... Man, I haven't heard TiVo for a long time. Does TiVo yeah. still exist? I don't think so. <laughs> And if you're so inclined, fast forward to the fight scenes. That was quite funny. I There were a lot of brackets. You folks at home probably have no clue what I just read because it was a too hard to read. <laughs> <sighs> what do you think? Thoughts? Uh, bracket. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> I did write a better review. And bracket. <laughs> cl- close bracket. <laughs> the funny thing is, it had like a water spoiling, and I had to like open it up, and it barely spoils anything in this. Yeah, this was like the worst um, bad review ever. Usually they give us the whole plot, didn't give us nothing. Yeah, no. When, when was that written? 2006. Ah, oh, so right after the movie came out. Yeah, a year after. Hmm. Well, I don't like it. Terrible. Yeah. I'd give that review a negative 10 if I could. And I can. <laughs> if I if I could have given it a negative 10. At least you clarified by saying you would. He didn't even clarify it by saying he would. It was like a half sentence. Because uh, as I said this before, like, usually I, I can see where bad reviews are coming from. Whereas this was just whiny pants. Um, but that said, are we, are, we, are we ready to review it ourselves? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can go first. Oh, wait, you know what? We, um, we are. We forgot. Um, we, is this the first time you watched this? Yeah, this is all new to me. I even miss, missed Unbuck. I remember people going on and on about it, but it was during my like kung fu phase. And I was like, I don't want to do Thai, Muay Thai. I want. I like my kung fu, and I never got around to watching them. And so this is all new to me. Okay. Um, I don't like it. <laughs> I really didn't like this movie that much. I found it quite tedious. Um, as I said, I really enjoyed 
the first like 20 minutes i was really into like the elephant stuff i was like this this elephant stuff's cool and i was like looking forward to where it was going and i went to australia and i was like man i want to watch this australian crap <laughs> and then i realized it's just a ripoff of um rumble in the bronx and i was like this is not fun uh the action was good. The fighting was pretty good at times. It was a little too cheesy and it was drawn out and the plot made no sense. So I, I do have issues with it. But it was still fun enough. Um, that's all I can really remember about the... <laughs> <laughs> you just watched it. <laughs> I know. I just watched it. But it... It kind of feels like... Maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but it just, it felt like almost like a school project level with a bit more budget. Like, they were just kind of like, what's cool? How can we put this on camera? I know that's rich, because that's the stuff I like in my kung fu films, but <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't sit with me <laughs> as well. I think because I think the expectations was there's going to be more about the cultural Thailand and then it, it didn't, it kind of ripped, it subverted that or ripped that away from me and so I, it, it let me down. It yeah, pulled me I up think, and then crashed I me think, down. I um, think Ong might be the better film for that. But well, I'd, I'd have also, to rewatch that also. I'm not sure. I started watching Umbak because we were talking about doing a Tony Jaa and I had no idea who he was when you first mentioned it because I'm bad with names and I haven't seen any of his films. So I searched it and I was like, oh, it's the Umbak. Okay, I know who we're talking about now. And so I started watching Umbak. Then you said, have we watched The Protector? Protector. So I stopped watching that. <laughs> so I watched The Protector. Um, and so, yeah. But yeah, to clarify, the dad didn't die. I thought, whoa, they killed him, but then he didn't actually die because there's this whole scene with him talking to his dad and his dad saying, you need to get the elephant back. Yeah, he just got shot. Um, he got better. <laughs> as I said, the actions, it was. It definitely seems very inspired by Jackie Chan. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to hear Tony Jaa saying he grew up, he, like, watched Jackie Chan films and loves them. No, he literally did. That's, like, his bio is... He spent his youth um, practically, like he'd watch Jet Li and Jackie Chan and he would um, practice until he could do the stuff they could do on TV, like on the movies. Yeah, because you could just, see the same evasive yeah. stunt work and fighting that Jackie does. It just, I think my problem was it's just not as polished. Like his ability is there but the editing and I guess the stunt coordinating wasn't quite there and so it just felt lacking and so I think it just made me felt disappointed because after watching Jackie Chan do it it just yeah, felt like it wasn't that's, quite there that's down to the director um, yes and I, I also the state of like Thai cinema at the time that's what I was going to get to it feels like they're 15 years behind Twenty years behind. Yeah, at, China, at, the, at the least. Um, I would say watch Ong, Ong Bak. Like just watch that one instead. Not instead, you can't. You probably watch this. Um, <laughs> watch that as well. <laughs> and I think that narratively it's a little stronger, but the um, 
the things that people want to see out of this kind of movie is is in that more like the the, the stunts and the choreography is stronger um mm-hmm. in in that movie wait it's on like the one that starts with the tree then climbing up the tree isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, okay. I was, I put that into my head at the start of this one, and I realized that made no sense because he starts off <laughs> as like a ten year old, and then he climbs Basically, the tree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I got because yeah, I got those two mixed up in my head just now. Um, yeah, as I say, like I, I don't know what it is. I just not that warm on the film. Like I had a hard time with. As I say, I think yeah, I think you're right. The director, the editing wasn't on point. Like the scene with the rollerblade gangsters like it was just odd and it was just we can do action so why not and we can make it more extreme because there's wheels involved like it didn't quite work and it dragged like that scene dragged on like they just got off their wheels they'd all be able to beat them down like easy but they yeah um hmm <laughs> There was some pretty funny stuff, though, like... Yeah, I don't know. Are we going to run through the movie? Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll just do bits of it. Um, I guess I'll I'll, I'll jump in yeah. and say that I, I watched this when it came out. Yep. Um, and it's another... It's another film where, in my mind, like, what I remember of the movie is better than the actual film. Because I'm actually, I'm actually kind of right there with you, um... The narrative structure of this isn't that great, and I perfectly, like, to be honest, I would, I like Tony John, I like his work, so I'm perfectly fine just actually watching the fight scenes, like, independently within that, within, in the context of the movie, because the movie's not that great. Um, I remember it being better than it was, and uh, that, that part's what is really, really, I mean, it's, especially watching this this many years later, and the the one I guess issue that I think we'll run into watching movies back and forth the way we do for the you know for this um, the podcast is we'll watch a couple ones that are narratively strong and then we'll you, you can just definitely feel when something's not hitting all the right notes yeah uh, whereas if you watch this I think. You know, I remember when it came out, there was nothing else like it. You know, it, it, it was just, just a sweet action film. Yeah, yeah. and he, I could sit there and appreciate it for that. And then now I'm like, well, I just watched some stuff that had like really good story, and then this was like, no, <laughs> no, the story is like terrible. Um, the, the elephant part's fine. Um, it's it's the other stuff that like like you mentioned, it feels like it's two movies that are kind of like Frankenstein together. together. Yeah. yeah. The first 20 minutes, I was really excited, and I really was excited to feel... And I thought it was just going to be more... He was just going to go beat the guys up or in, in Thailand, and there we are. But yeah. then it had this whole thing, and it just didn't quite... Like, how did the Chinese yeah. triads think, get involved? It just yeah. kind of like... <laughs> I think what you wanted this to do, Ong Bak does, yep. because that's what it is. It's, it's the same plot. He Something gets taken, he has to go get it. And it's within um, uh, Thailand, so yeah, I, think I, it's a, I think it's a little bit stronger for that than when you when you take it out of the, um, the country. Yeah, good. Because I do like my cultural stuff within these Asian films, um, and I was yeah I was way into the idea of learning more about that 
and that would have held to me. And as I say, those training montages of him learning the martial art and kind of talking about these guards of the the elephants was like super exciting. Like I really enjoyed that, and I think that's what the problem. The start was too strong, and it just petered off. Um, hmm. Interesting. So yeah, I wouldn't rate it too highly, to be honest. Yeah. But said. Well, as as a film, yeah, I wouldn't either. Um, but the set pieces are great, um, and it. Uh, I guess we'll 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 talk super. So we know, or I guess we've covered that. Com Tanjai's character is. Um, he's raised as a protector of the royal like elephants, like the elephants that are um, sort of in selection to be chosen by the king to um, reside at the palace. Well, yeah, and, um, go ahead. I, I don't think, I, you know, I kind of read it as that they, 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 is that they're passed on through the family, that they are, they raise elephants. Yes. But it's not guaranteed that the, the, the elephants will be chosen. No. It's just they're, a, a, but they potentially could be. Yeah, it's, um, it's and a now, hereditary um, uh, job. Yeah, so they, they they learn to like look after and raise elephants from their their, their family. It's a family job. Um, it also seems it's like a symbolic, and because the world's got more modern and there's less elephant wars. Yeah, it's it's a symbolic thing now during festival times and and celebrations. Um, but yeah, they're almost kind of like monks in some ways. The way I kind of felt about it, they were kind of. But specifically about raising elephants, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, but it was cool that stuff because you got to see elephants, and there's actual elephants in the movie, and they're super cute. Yeah, <laughs> uh, poor Yai and Corn are the uh, two elephants. Oh yeah, I thought it was funny. It was corn? Is that corn after the band or the food? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's spelled K O K O H R N, so Carn Carn. Yeah, I was trying to look up the. Doesn't say it. I wanted to find the name of the um, the job they do because it's it's just a really long word, um, but it doesn't have it anywhere. It starts with K from memory, but I may be wrong. Yeah, it's oh okay no it's J it's uh, Jaturang Kabat. Okay, there's a K in there though. <laughs> there was a K in there. So they're um, specifically guardians of the war elephants. Uh, but uh, yeah, if they if they raise a good elephant, they could be chosen to be guardians of the king's elephants. Yes, because the um, elephant gets chosen. Yeah. So what happens is um, there is a like it's going to be like a judging, like a selection um, of the local elephants and which one's going to be chosen to uh, be be taken to the king, and. Um, it looks like the judging uh, contest um, isn't even the real one. It's like a fake. Um, it's, it, it's basically um, uh, what's it called? They're not. They're animal. I can't even think of the, the smugglers, <laughs> whatever it's called. People that smuggle animals. <laughs> poachers. Poachers, yeah. Poachers, the ones that kill them. I don't know. Anyway, 
Um, it's a, a gang of these smugglers uh, that have set up this like fake judge in this contest to um, basically have their pick of like the better ivory, I guess, or, or I don't know. I don't know what yeah, the criteria just... is. They just want specific element. Um, and they, of course, they pick um, Tony Jaws, um, elephant. Uh, well, and he's got a second elephant now because the elephant he grew up with has had a baby, and he's yes. now. As, I'm assuming he's like late teens, early twenties. His character. Yeah, he's, he's young. He's quite young, and but he's now raising, hand raising his own elephant from the child of the elephant that helped raise him because he used to ride it as a kid and. So he's emotionally yeah. attached, like he's, yeah, he's growing like up. Their, it's like their family. I mean, it's literally yeah. that's the he level of it. His brother, yeah. And um, so the elephant, the the mother of the wait, is the mother? Yeah, the the mother and the calf um, are stolen, and so come. Uh, tries to track them down and, re- and finds out that they've they've gone to Australia so he magically goes to Australia <laughs> it just, just kind of like skims any of the difficult parts and he just gets there well first he beats up the people to a really yeah, bloody plot and, um, to find out where the elephant's gone mm-hmm. the, and it's, it is it's the Chinese we mentioned earlier it's the Chinese triad triad organization yeah, that's r- running the operation but they have local Thai people who they've paid off to help with this deal go down. Yeah. And so um, he beats them up. And it's a, a, that's, I think it's probably my favorite just like opening fight scene because he... The flying knee. The yeah, flying the flying knee so from like <laughs> 10 feet in the air. <laughs> like he, I think he jumped off a trampoline There's like behind the scenes because you can't, you can't get that kind of height just running and jumping. But he's like, comes from... Um, off screen and like totally enters like stage left flying way above normal head height and just like <laughs> double knees into some dude um, right in the chest it would hurt yeah. so bad and it's every everything that he does in this film and, and uh, to the same extent in Hong Bak is um, very hard hitting it doesn't feel like slapstick like Jackie Chan stuff it's it's more like Jet Li which is it's very visceral like he's hitting and it just doesn't look pleasant like you wouldn't want to get hit by any of these moves because half the time it's like one or two punches or a kick or a knee or an elbow and that it doesn't multi, it doesn't hit people um like, like in Eat Man, it's like a bludgeoning force like but in this it's just one one hit turn one hit you know, you know it's just knocking people out so there just looks like a lot more force behind it. Well, for those who aren't familiar with Muay Thai kickboxing, it's it, you, it doesn't use the hands and the feet the same as much as... Well, it does. It does. Like, there is punching and there is kicking. But it's using shins and knees and elbows and forearms to, to, to drive the damage, which are harder points of your body. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so kickboxing, which we have as a sport, a lot of the Muay Thai moves are banned, aren't, aren't used. So you have Muay Thai tra- fighters who will train Muay Thai, but they don't use that in the ring. 
because it's just too violent and it's likely to kill someone <laughs> um, or could potentially hurt someone drastically and even in a fight in a ring situation it's it's very very hard hitting and brutal um, using yeah points of elbows and knees and shins to shatter other people's bones <laughs> um, yeah and you, yeah, you do get that from him in this um, and that stuff is fun probably shouldn't be fun because it's pretty brutal but <laughs> we like they make it look cool fun. I guess is, yeah. what, <laughs> is yeah. what is what but the ultimate outcome of this is, is yeah yeah um, uh, when Ong Bakken when this came out is, is when I was still um, practicing martial arts and just I don't know everyone wanted to be Tony John like we wanted to do that kind of thing so uh, I guess that was a, a Plus and a minus because we try to do that stuff in the in the dojo, <laughs> like sparring. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna do this, and then <laughs> it's flying elbows, and it's like, <laughs> like Dave, you can't do that in the in the class. You're gonna hurt somebody. But, but it looks cool. Yeah, see, I, I did uh, Muay Thai back then. I did do kickboxing, but again, it's training for the ring more than. So we learn some of the moves, but again, they're not allowed to be used in the ring. Yeah, and we definitely. I mean, we didn't even have. Um, we weren't sparring, sparring, so there was no pads. It's just, contact. Oh, no, there was contact. <laughs> we, weren't, we, we didn't have any pads on, so if you hit somebody, it was like you hit them. Um, yeah, fair enough. I don't know. It was fun, uh, but um, um, so he he gets the information he wants um, out of this little group and makes his way to Australia, uh, where he he's hunting like down. Plot. Yeah, um, basically he's hunting down. Johnny. He's hunting down Johnny. Yeah, um, which is he's the the guy. He, he, the actors from Vietnam. We said, but yes. he's the the kicky man. And uh, he does he does a pretty good job too. Um, I think he's trained classically in uh, wushu and um, a few other martial arts. Yeah, no, he was very good. He was very very slick on his feet. Um, I, there's just lots of crap happens like there's the the other cop guy the mark the comic relief in this it just he's there to really show that there's corruption and to be a local he's a local bones yeah <laughs> uh, for <laughs> um for tony jar to bounce off and so they end up working together and coming across each other because they're both fighting against this corruption from different ends and end up kind of helping each other yeah um to be honest, there's lots of fight scenes in between. One of the ones that is pretty cool, but again, they just they needed a like a, a be harsher on the editing. Like it was just things went too long. There's a scene where he finds out about the restaurant. I think the lady we mentioned earlier, like the the non love interest female character in this, yeah, plot. who he just forgets about and leaves her. <laughs> like she shows him she works as a waitress at this restaurant and show, tells him that there's a secret. Bar, um, club out back and he goes in it's a real cool building it's like very big trouble little china kind of extravagant building that's hidden inside another building and there's what well, there's like spiral stairs that goes around the outside of the building and there's like a big open gap in the middle and it seemed like he goes up four stories or so and yeah. beating dudes down and that's all one take from what I can remember what I noticed yeah, it's it was one of the longest at the time. Um, uh, it's a four minute shot um, in one go, so he's not. They're not stopping. 
so he can't mess up. <laughs> and he has to go up all these things and, and you know, and there's like crush three dudes. Like, yeah, crush like 20, 30 dudes. <laughs> and it was, I give them credit for being brave and willing to try something like that. Because there's another, um, what is it? Um, that movie with the all the females um, become barren and can't have kids, and then this one lady gets pregnant, like eighteen years after the last kid was born. Children of men. It is children of men. That's what I went for, but it just sounded off. But yeah, and there's a scene in that that's very similar. That goes for it's like it's one complete shot, and it goes for like the blood gets splattered onto the, the camera, and it's on there in the final edit because it was the best shot and they didn't want they couldn't reshoot it um and it's impressive trying things like that so I give them credit for that but again it just went so long that it becomes tedious and it loses the effect and you do get funny issues with um it seems like he's waiting for guys to come outdoors or the guys are waiting for him because that's their that's their mark where they're supposed to wait (laughs) and um so it kind of was I give them credit but also a bit lacking actually actually, my own personal experience was something similar I worked on a film called The Lost World and the director had this idea it's like it's the a 3D shot uh, like a 360 shot where the camera will be in the middle of the scene and we'll spin around and we're all given direction but the camera's behind us all and we don't we can't look at the camera and see where it's facing at that one time. And we're in, I was, I was an ape man. I was in a full like, su- like suit and mask, everything, prosthetics everywhere. And the final edit, like you can see my dead body and then you see me get killed. <laughs> like about 10 seconds later, like it's, it didn't actually work. It was a great idea, but without actually giving us the time to actually, um, rehearse it and actually mm-hmm. full direction to everyone because there's so much stunts and things happening in that scene it fell short um, and it felt like this like great effort but yeah what do you think I've talked too long do you, what do you, do you agree with me or am I being a bit harsh um, I it's, again it's one of those things where, I mean I enjoyed that part um, it, it's one of like the signature um, set pieces for the film um and I remember liking it more than I did this time simply because um, due to the nature of the shape of the building and having to move that camera around um, everything is kind of like too small like he's too far away sometimes yeah and it'll it'll lose track of him and the camera's trying to catch back up Um, because it's obviously some dude like (laughs) probably running behind him with a steady cam well, and also, they at times, it, yes, you're right, it appears that they couldn't because they would be showing people getting up and moving or yeah. uh, resetting things or whatever. Because one of the cool things is that on like the first story, he kicks a guy off and there's like a little a, a pagola or a little kind of Asian, Chinese-looking shrine little building in the center of like the, the, the foyer foyer on a foyer at the bottom of this building and he crashes through it and then the next story up he throws a guy off around the same point but a story higher so there would have been guys frantically moving and moving crash pads to make sure he could be throwing them onto the right spot yeah and so the camera was forced to be looking at certain directions so i think that's part of it as well again too ambitious for what it needed it to be and 
no one could keep that amount of energy up and you can tell that he as an actor he's struggling to keep that energy up but still yeah which makes sense because he would be getting tired but then you can tell he's not really got the energy to be doing the stuff that he's actually doing like he's not actually kicking the dudes that hard they're throwing themselves onto the ground um, yeah uh, to, to a point I mean he does um, there's outtakes on like this and on he hurts a lot of people a lot of people get hurt on all of oh yeah movies. yeah I saw some of those yeah and they're pretty pretty brutal you know because he, he can only hold I mean you can you can pull punches and kicks and uh, due to camera work you know you're not always connecting but he hits a lot of people. <laughs> like, you can watch them get mm-hmm. hit, and you're seeing, like, skin, you know, move. It's not CG. Um, so oh, I, I sure. think that part of it. And then four minutes is a long time to yeah, to, to continue well. moving. And you're running up stairs. Like, you're going up. You're climbing a building. I mean, that's tiring just doing that part of it without uh, um, smacking into stuff. And... Yeah, just like <laughs> the the amount of expenditure you'd be doing, oh, just running up, a, just running load. up there by itself. Um, let alone fighting dudes. So, four minutes of fighting guys, four minutes of climbing up a thing, but together, I, yeah, that's uh, again, it's ambitious and um, it mm. works. Um, oh, as but, I say, I couldn't credit for ambition. Yeah, and it was cool, but it there was issues with. It. I, th- I think I've been I've been I've got my critics hat on today more so than usual. No, it's fine. I mean, like I said, even I was like less impressed with this. Um, I'm impressed with the fight scenes because what I wanted from this movie, um, but the the movie out of it, not that great. Mm. And I guess this is where we've skipped a lot of the film because we kind of talked about bits earlier and now actor discussion, um, some of the cool fights. But then this is the fun, this is a funny fight. This next one because now all the ruckus he's made and he gets up to the final room. And there's all these just fancy white people sitting down, still eating and ignoring that this is all happening. <laughs> I found it hilarious. The guy just wants to eat his scorpion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like they just then him and is it Johnny? Yeah. The uh, the guy we mentioned, the kicking man. They have like a that their fight's pretty cool. This is probably one of the better actual martial art fights from memory of the of the film. Like it's, it's it's a good fight. Um, but everyone's just sitting there like going, "That's fine." Like it's it's weird, and the like eating, like porcupines and monkeys and stuff. It's real creepy. Yeah, it was weird. Um, but no, it's it's a good uh, it's a good fight scene, and, and um, while he, Tony Jaw is like really physically capable. Um, this is like one of the few times where he's sort of on the losing end and they just, I don't know, they kind of Dragon Ball Z it where he like, you always you get beat up and then all of a sudden he just like crushes whoever was doing that to him. Because he doesn't, he doesn't, this is the time he beats the guy quite convincingly, isn't he? He doesn't really have any chance of losing in this one. Yeah, no. Well, that's what I mentioned earlier, though. The other fights that Johnny beat him in, like two fights previously, he, Johnny seemed to take advantage of his distracted. He was distracted by something, and he would get a cheap shot in. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he, he got a couple hits in um, right in the beginning, and then um, we get that 
well, he Com, pulls out the Com, bell, find, well, Com finds that um, the bell. Well, he didn't find it. Um, Johnny throws it at him. Yeah, he's like, you're, you're looking for this. And yeah, it makes him mad. So then it, was, it was too late. That was the that was the mistake that Johnny made. Yes, giving him right. motivation to level up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unlock his inner power. Yeah. Um, and then it just doesn't stop fighting. The rest of the next half an hour is just straight in in fight. It's yeah. like Metal Gear Solid Four, just keeps going. Yeah, it was a lot of boss battles. Yeah, and they were good. Um, I mean, every, every this is where we um, he, he runs into um, the Latif Carter, the Capoeira, um, and then John Boo and Nathan Jones, um, respectively. Uh, the Capoeira fight was pretty cool. Um, the on on the, I guess on second viewing, I wasn't as impressed with John Boo's fight uh it was all right it wasn't bad um, yeah that that was i forgot that happened actually i thought it was just the couple weather and the the giant the wrestler but yeah that's why i got confused earlier i forgot that one happened um was that yeah it just doesn't stop ending fighting because then we <laughs> then he teams up with mr cop man and because isn't the criminal organization trying to be legit and open up start a new company as a front yeah. And they basically just crash that and go, oh, look, they're actually bad and we're going to kill everybody. <laughs> yeah, it, it just it just jumps into like a ridiculous, um, let's just have 40 guys at once have to fight him. Yeah. Um, and then we have, he fights four of the big giant men. So the big guy comes back out, doesn't he? Like in a, and it, this is when he discovers that Corn is being killed and his, her, his, her skeleton's being used as a trophy. Oh, it, um, yeah, the, uh, it's not Corn. it's... Um, oh, it's the other way around, pop, the names. Pie, pop, pop, pie. Oh, yes, right, yep, sorry, my bad. The, the mother. The mother. I, I got the names why. backwards. Um, and he uses... He uses her sh- the shin bone and splits it in ha- and gets split in half and uses it as a blade to like sever the arteries and tendons. <laughs> yeah, he basically treats um, these giant dudes as if they were elephants, like how you would damage an elephant that you an can't elephant, yeah. fight. And so he, he yeah he just cuts behind their knees and their um, elbow. It's like legless <laughs> from the defense and Lord of Rings. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And I think like slightly prior to that is probably the most brutal scene because he breaks the bones of like forty dudes. Oh yeah, it's just like I mean it was cool, but it's just all you hear is crunch, 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 and like I think oh, he, I, kick, he kicks one right, dude like, and like split, splits his legs, and you're just like, what? No. I forgot <laughs> when I when I was watching that, I was just thinking a lot of salaries got damaged in the making of this film. <laughs> A lot of celery got crushed because there was a lot of broken celery sounds. Um, yes, the foley. Yeah, that was foley was a little over the top on that that scene. Then he, it just seems to get more ridiculous. Now I'm thinking about it. Now then he goes up on a helicopter and tackles the our head huncho Madame lady. Rose. Um, She's a flying death knee. <laughs> At the top of a skyscraper. <laughs> yeah. 
I honestly thought that she was going to send her flying and catch on to helicopter, and that would be him saving the day. But no, <laughs> no, they both just fall. Yeah, and it keeps going. Just mental. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about the film. I guess he say he doesn't save her, the mama elephant, but he saves his baby elephant and yeah, manages to get back home. Yeah, it was um, I don't know. I uh, I still enjoy the movie. Um, but just the fight parts, <laughs> <I guess. laughs> but even, even there, like most of the fights were pretty cool, but they just dragged, they, they went too long to be, and that seems silly cause that's the stuff we like, but I think I needed a finite editor's design. Um, yeah. And I honestly, I think this is all down to the director cause this is the, the issues you have in this, um, you'll see moving forward with his other films. Okay. Like, that's just what, uh, how he likes to do his movies, I guess. Um, yeah, Ong Bak was definitely the superior film. And um, The Protector 2, uh, I don't think I liked it as much. I think even when I watched it, like when it came out, I was like, uh, I kind of like it was a letdown. And I hadn't even seen Protector in a while. Um, and I don't think it holds up as well as the first movie. Uh, mm. And then watching that again, I'm just like, I don't even want to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, see, that's interesting. Going back to um, what the, the good reviews said, they're saying how we're going to see a lot more Thai martial arts getting into mainstream. And to be honest, that's what I was hearing around the time of Umbak, but we really haven't seen it the same way, like, emerge into Western film like we have with um, Hong Kong cinema. No, it um, it just didn't catch on like everyone thought it was going to. I mean, the the, the movies that did are only the Tony Jaa ones. Like nothing else really mm. makes its way over. Um, uh, 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 Jija Yaram, who does um, she's in this girl's badass and chocolate and one or two other movies. Um, that's like the other exception. Um. And then, on the same note, we get a resurgence, or not even a resurgence, but a um, uh, first wave of Indonesian martial arts with um, Penjak Silat uh, in uh, Marantau and, like, The Raid, um, those films with uh, um, starring Iko Weiss. Uh, it's the same idea where, like, these guys, Tony Jaa, Iko Weiss, um, Wong Jing... Um, they're the new generation of like martial arts stars, um, and they're they're, they're they're making their way. Um, Tony Jai he's been doing um, more like Hollywood films as well. And same thing with um, Eco Weiss. I mean, he uh, Eco Weiss was in Star Wars. I mean, you can't get more <laughs> mainstream than that. Mm. That's true. See, maybe we'll see more of a, 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 a surge, like because it took a while for Hong Kong to break into. Yeah. The West, like Bruce Lee did it, and then it still took a while after that to really start making headway. So, like, I hope they do. Like, I hope, I hope we, their quality improves and they catch back, catch up. Um, yeah, they're um, because they're... rather than martial arts films, um, Thai they're stronger in their horror. Oh, okay, and I think I think it's because they're they're. Um, 
they're leaning a lot more on their culture in that than they do with, I mean, they, with the martial arts, there's really just Muay Thai. I mean, there's a couple different versions of it, but that's kind of it. Um, yeah, it's the not, horror. Yeah. There's a lot. There's history. There's more culture. There's more stuff to pull from um, yep. when you're when you're doing that, and I, I think that's what's um, made uh, Thai cinema a little bit more notable in the last uh, twenty years. Okay, interesting. Yeah, we need to cover some Japanese martial art films, but again, they seem to be more drama. And samurai type mm. film. That, yeah, there's not. And there's a lot of horror Japanese films as well. Not for sure. <laughs> um, same reason. There's a lot of cultural yokai legends and stories and stuff. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Yeah. So it's I've enjoyed talking about it because it's been different. Um, but yeah, it's a shame I didn't enjoy it more. To be honest, like I'm. But yeah. Yeah. Oh no, that's okay. It's the same. I felt the same way watching, and I'm the one that picked it, and I liked the movie. But you know, um, it's uh, it's one that's definitely hinging on time and place, and then not aging as well. I think as it, I hoped it had. Yep. Fair enough. Um, I guess that wraps us up, doesn't it? Yeah, I think that's um, that's pretty much everything. Uh, I would probably give, I don't know, I think a 75, something like that's that. That's really good. You know? That's like your normal. That's I like think that's my normal. normal. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so maybe I'll knock that down slightly, like 72. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm down in the 40s, to be honest. Like the way I, just being honest of how I felt at the time, I've enjoyed talking about it, and I've got a little bit more out of the film talking about it, like we I usually do. But it's probably, yeah, 45, 50. For me, yeah, I would have given this like a ninety. Like I think when I saw it, like I just really liked it. Um, uh, but again, I think a lot of that's hinging on I just like Tony Jaw, <laughs> and so just him by virtue of him being in it just makes the movie better. Um, if what? this had been another actor, like another just random up and coming thing, yeah, it would not. It would definitely have been way worse. Like yeah, he, that's he, interesting he, though, he has a lot of charisma. Yeah, fair enough. Because um, I probably give Jackie Chan's movies a lot of leeway, <laughs> because I just like Jackie Chan. <laughs> so that that's a good point. Um, so if I had that kind of connection to it, I may be a bit more into it. Yeah. Whereas I, I had no skin in the game. Yeah, and I think another um, thing was I, I as you sort of did, um, I was remembering parts of this, like as Ong Bak, and thinking it was this movie. Like something yeah. like just just scenes, and so I was waiting for stuff to happen. And I'm like, where, where's the one fight scene in the yeah. club? And it's like, oh, that's the other movie. <laughs> so that, that that contributed, I think, to some of my um, current uh, dissatisfaction Distaste. with it. Yeah. yeah, and I just wanted it to be a different movie. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and the good thing was with all the different names that this movie has we did end up watching the same film so that's a good yes. thing <laughs> it, could, it could have been a travesty <laughs> it'd been very fun but yeah very different yeah where can they find us the good people who are listening where can they find us Dave um, you can I find can me on uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what is our actual it's um, CTH pod uh... 
I gotta go look it up. Uh, you can find me personally um, at sentinot underscore plus. That's more important on uh, <laughs> on the Twitter. Um, otherwise, the actual podcast. Yes, it is uh, CTH Pod. I, I figured it was cool. And I am VaderVanOden dot com for all your entertainment needs. Not really. We have some fun. <laughs> Yeah, good chat, good chat. Yeah, yeah this was a good one. All oh, right, oh. folks, we'll oh. we'll catch you next time. Um, I'm off to uh, bake some cakes. Yeah, and I'm off to go to sleep. Yeah, good night. <laughs> Sorry for keeping you up. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, kids. We'll see you next time for something else, something new, and something kung fu. Oh yeah.